What is going on, everyone? Welcome back to Frame by Frame. I'm your host, Aman, and joining me is my usual co-host, Alice. How are you doing? I am pretty good, you know? Excited to get in. Just got off of work and excited to see what Mr. Gunn has for us today. Oh, yes. Uh, so if you've been on the internet this morning, you'll know something massive has gone down uh, in the uh, on Twitter or comic book movie space in general. Uh, so James Gunn has come out and announced the first set of movies for his DCU chapter, uh, the first chapter of his DCU movie. So here's the announcement video. Oh, actually here. Uh, and we're going to react to it live. So let's get into it. Hey, everybody. I'm James Gunn. I'm the co-CEO of DC Studios. So as many of you know, DC has been disconnected in film and television for a long time. And it's one of, you know, our jobs, mine and Peter's, is to come in and make sure the DCU is connected in film, television, gaming, and animation. That the characters are consistent, played by the same actors, and it works within one story. And if something is outside of that, like Matt Reeves' Batman or Todd Phillips' Joker or Teen Titans Go, that it is clearly labeled as DC Elseworlds outside of... All right, so let's let's discuss this for a second. So the Matt Reeves' Batman, Todd Phillips' Joker, Teen Titans Go, so even animation, uh, we have a DC Elseworlds, Elseworld uh, banner for that. Uh, what do you think? I mean, I, I feel like this is definitely the way to go branding-wise. I mean, unofficially, the Elseworlds tab has kind of existed pretty much as, as since the Snyder projects existed, just in terms of, you know, having some type of projects outside of continuity. But I think definitely, you know, trying to make you know, this unified brand, I think, works well. You know, Marvel has really gone in on the whole multiverse angle, connecting things to that. I feel like this is the chance for DC, you know, to sort of set it outside, separate itself. You have some stuff that, you know, you have your dedicated continuity, but you also have other things that, you know, give you a little bit of chance to, you know, have people explore different projects, new takes on the characters, or, you know, potentially even spin off a new universe like the Batman. So, you know, I definitely think this is the right way to go. Right. Interesting. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you there. Um, I think, again, uh, this puts to bed the rumors that the Batman will start will be the cornerstone for the new DCU. Uh, so we all know that's not happening. Uh, let's continue. The mainstream DCU continuity. Now, Peter and I have gotten pretty lucky in terms of the four projects that are coming out over the next year. First, we have Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Shazam! has always been off kind of in his own part of the DCU, so he connects very well. That moves directly into The Flash, a fantastic movie that I really love that resets the entire DC universe. And then to move into Blue Beetle, a fantastic film about a kid who's a marvelous part of the DCU, and then into Aquaman 2, which leads directly into our next few projects, which I'm gonna- Okay, so uh, we, now we got confirmation that uh, The Flash will officially be resetting the DC EU uh, and turning into the DCU. Uh, and uh, it's still unclear whether Blue Beetle and Aquaman will be part of the DCU. Or are they going to be, are they like prequel movies uh, within the DCEU? Um, so uh, what do you think is going to, uh, what do you think, what route do you think they're going to go in? Well, me personally, I think he basically kind of tipped his hat here. First of all, there's been other comments that are outside of this video that I saw him making, basically talking, giving hints that um, Peter Safran talking about, it feels like Aquaman was meant to be a trilogy. You've got this talking about how the Shazam moves off to the side. And after I was thinking about it, that's pretty true. The only thing the Shazam movies acknowledge is the existence of other superheroes themselves. You don't get any actual appearances from any other heroes except for the top Superman without his head. Um, yeah. You show Batfleck's symbol, but other than that, 
other did they show Batman toys that have no connection to Batfleck in the first movie? So unless this second movie is, you know, going to have these massive DCEU connections, there is a chance that it can be pretty separate. Um, I personally also think, you know, I don't want to spoil what they're going to say, but there's other movies on here that could line up pretty well with what the slate already has. So I could easily basically see this being a partial reboot, taking maybe Aquaman, Shazam, Blue Beetle, and putting them into the context of this new universe, whilst, you know, since those are projects, I could even see Blue Beetle being retooled to basically just be the one of the first projects in this new universe, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting, for sure. Uh, but yeah, well, well see, because they've sort of contradicted themselves here. Uh, James Gunn came out and said, we won't have more than one actor playing a single character. Uh, so if Jameson Momoa is really playing Lobo, I don't think he'll be playing Aquaman. I think this is just a, just a way uh, to tell people that, oh, uh, Jason Momoa is still Aquaman because his movie's coming out next year. After that, he's no longer Aquaman. So they're just saying that so people go and actually go and watch uh, Aquaman too. What do you think? I mean, there's a lot of stuff marketing-wise, but I feel like that doesn't quite make as much sense. I personally don't think that the, any of these DC movies will be in particular danger. You know, may, the only danger I would have seen possibly would have been suffered was from Flash just because mm-hmm. of the actions of Ezra Miller. At this point, right. most people were assuming that this was going to be a complete reboot and that these movies were just going to be one and done. So I could even see them possibly gaining more support based off of that fact. So I feel like it'd be, while I could see that making sense in some marketing heads, you know, James Gunn has always been pretty blunt about his exact intentions. You know, he's one of the few directors for Marvel that was constantly going and actually debunking rumors that were spinning around Mm -hmm. instead of just letting them happen. You know, you have, um, meanwhile, you know, the Aquaman movies, you know, seem to make a decent amount of money. I personally, you know, I don't, I'm not begging for more Aquaman, honestly. I think that there's a lot of potential in it but at the same time, um, I would be curious, like what the point would be, you know, of mm-hmm. keeping right. of keeping it greenlining it for another movie, unless you know they really feel that there's something, you know, really unique about this version of Aquaman that they want to pursue. Right. Yeah, I agree with you there. Uh, but yeah, tw- I-, I saw a meme this morning. It's like uh, James Gunn's the worst thing. Ooh. Uh, but uh, Jemmy just left. Uh, but uh, we'll continue. But yeah, uh, listeners, uh, I saw a meme this morning that basically said um, James Gunn's the worst thing to happen uh, to Twitter scoopers um, ever since that uh, he it was announced as head of the DCU. Uh, so uh, yeah, I love it. He just goes around debunking stuff. Uh, but yeah, let's continue. Let's see what what his first projects are. I'm going to tell you about now. So Peter and I, along with a group of very talented writers, have started to map out an eight to 10 year plan of what DC studios will be in film, television, and gaming. This first chapter is called Gods and Monsters. Now this, what I'm about to tell you, is a part of the first chapter. It's not the entire first chapter. The first project is Creature Commandos. Creature Commandos is an animated series. I've written all the episodes. Something we're gonna do that's a little bit different at DC is we're gonna have characters move into animation, out of animation, usually having the same actor play their voice as who plays them in live action. The next project up is Waller. This is a story of Amanda Waller played by Viola Davis. 
Viola Davis is going to team up with members of Team Peacemaker. And this is a story that's been created by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, who created the Doom Patrol. It is a fantastic story that's out of this world, and I can't wait for people to see it. Okay, next. All right, so uh, let's talk about these projects here. Creature Commandos. Uh, so we know Weasel from the Suicide Squad will be returning in this animated series. James Gunn's written them all himself, and uh, it'll be seven episodes. Uh, so I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, animation uh, and live action being interconnected. Uh, what, what do you think? How do you feel about all of that? I mean, I'm for it. I think that, you know, the reality is it's kind of an interesting beast. I was always a firm believer that there are certain stories that are just made for animation, certain stories that are just made for live action. At this point, honestly, the line has become blurred just because of the amount that they can do with special effects these days, the amount that they've been able to do digital mapping. There's a lot more that you can do in live action. But at the same time, I still think that there are a lot of unique opportunities um, to do an animation for the simple fact is people still kind of consider animation a lower art form so it kind of lets them get away with trying some things that you might not as well be i couldn't really see the creature commandos getting a movie but an animated series perfect fit um now i think you know the whole idea of them hyping it up is something they're going to do different i mean marvel just literally did this with what if the only actors that didn't return were just ones they literally couldn't get due to contract Mm -hmm. or other obligations so that's not really that new but um you know I'm really excited. What I hope personally, though, is that one thing is that they really focus on the A-listers. You know, as cool as it is getting creature commandos and other things, I want to see our Batman and our Superman and our Wonder Woman also in animation at the same time, you know, our right. Batman or whatever. So other than that, though, I definitely think it's a good move and will definitely be creative, a lot of good creative opportunities. What about you? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I particularly like what he just said that um, we'll have the same people voicing the characters and playing them in live action. So that casting process is underway. So, uh, you know, you won't have a random voice actor and then someone else playing him in live action. It'll be the same actor, which I think is a cool thing to do. Uh, And yeah, I think Creature Commando is just like a very James Gunn project, if you think about it. It's the exact sort of thing he would do. Uh, And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what he does. Uh, About the Waller project, so apparently it's going to be sitting between Peacemaker Season 1 and Season 2. So Season 2, Peacemaker Season 2 is on hold for now. Uh, So uh, the Waller project will act as the Peacemaker Season 2-ish. Peacemaker and Team Peacemaker, all the... My God, I've said Peacemaker like 10 times in the sentence. But uh, all the (laughs) characters from that show will be involved in the Waller show. And uh, yeah, I I, I wouldn't be surprised. Another thing that I didn't really see a lot of people mention is the fact, first of all, that this team directly includes Rick Flagg Sr. on it. And also Mm -hmm. that Weasel. Weasel is going to be played Mm -hmm. by Sean Gunn, just like he was played in What's the Name? So I could easily see this Peacemaker and... uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. all those series kind of be becoming, you know, the Suicide Squad corner, which honestly is interesting that, I mean, obviously he was the one who run Suicide Squad. But in general, I do think that it seems like as of right now, the Suicide Squad is the pretty much the only fully intact franchise we have entering this new universe. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what else they have. So this show is completely written. It's uh, finished. I think the casting is underway uh, and production has officially begun so i wouldn't be surprised if we got this relatively soon uh but uh let's continue next up is the big one the true beginning of the dcu 
This is called Superman Legacy. This is being written by me. I'm in the middle of it. I'm having a great time doing it. And Superman will be released into theaters July 11th, 2025. Okay. This- All right. So uh, we got a release date, July 11th, 2025. Uh, and uh, it's called Superman Legacy. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on thoughts on this movie? Excitement levels? like to point out something. I this is the second time that they have specifically used Superman All-Star oh, in reference Superman. to this yep. project. Mm-hmm. First, when he um, was writing it, he posted a picture that had it. Yep. And even then, people were like, oh, it could just be any Superman. I feel like we're getting a Superman All-Star adaptation. That's kind of <laughs> Yeah, That's kind of but Now, here's what I think. Is, oh, sorry. Interesting thing is Superman All-Star takes place near the end of his career. Near the end of his career, Superman. So I think this might be a different take of that uh, in in an earlier version of Superman. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't want it just be a straight adaptation, but the simple fact that it's Grant mm-hmm. Morrison, so that man be weird. Um, but um, I do think that there is a lot of you know potential. Honestly, first of all, the fact that they're going pretty hard on Morrison-inspired works is interesting. Right. But second of all, you know, because there's other stuff that we'll talk about later that also have ties to their work. But also, I think, you know, this is basically, this is this is going to be a good option. You know, as we'll go on later, this doesn't seem like it's not going to be an origin story. We're getting a Superman, you know. I feel like this is an opportunity. Also, that title, Legacy, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, it, it inspires something in me. It, I feel like there's a lot of opportunities. I personally want to see this Superman, you know, they're starting off as the official kickoff. So I want him to see not just as the anchor in terms of this thing, but really the emotional core that Superman should be. And, you know, I feel like he's the kind of guy who could bring that to the table. Interesting. Uh, let's continue. Okay, the next thing is a big premiere HBO television series called lanterns this is a story of a couple of green lanterns john stewart and hal jordan and we have a few other lanterns peppered in there but this is really a terrestrial based tv show which is almost like true detective with a couple of green lanterns who are space cops watching over precinct earth in it they discover a terrifying mystery that ties into our larger story of the dcu Right. Uh, so uh, what's interesting here is he's described the Lanterns Project to True Detective. Now, True Detective is a very grounded, uh, you can say, detective story. Uh, so I'm inter- so I'm interested because this is not what I expected when I first thought of a Green Lantern Project. I thought it would be more, you know, a space adventure with uh, probably Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan. Uh, you know, you get to meet tons of different um, lanterns, uh, you know, yellow lanterns, red lanterns, blue lanterns, maybe potentially black lanterns as well. Uh, so I was expecting more of that, but what we're getting is something is a more different take. Uh, and the picture in the background was obviously Earth One Green Lantern, uh, which is uh, mm. again known for the, a more grounded take on the character. So how do you feel about that? Um, uh, well, I feel like there's a couple things. First of all, I mean, this isn't really for me personally. This one is good news, but not necessarily news. All of the indications we got from the previous one, because they had already been literally filming the lab, the Green Lantern core series was that it was going to be mostly terrestrial-based. We are going to get, like, an anthology looking at different lanterns, and they were all going to tie together in, like, one story, but it was mostly going to be focused on Earth, at least for the first season. Um, so, you know, this idea of sort of moving it up, I am... I am... I'm, I'm intrigued, you know. I The idea of them, you know, going more space cop on Earth-focused, I think is a good angle. I'm more curious, you know, about what this kind of mystery that they're going to have that will tie into the um 
the larger, you know, scope. This version, you know, the past version of DC, you know, ultimately was building up to kind of a space, you know, themed endgame with Darkseid. I'd be curious to see if they're going to try to do something similar or alternately maybe a different take. Maybe even something Lantern-based, like, you know, a War of Light or a Blackest Night. I could also see. But right. I'm interested to see what, what this will imply for the rest of the universe. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think uh, the biggest takeaway from this announcement would probably be that they're investigating something that eventually leads into a bigger plot in the DCU. So I could definitely see them adapting like a Blackest Night story if uh, potentially later down the line with these characters. But let's continue. Next is a big movie called The Authority. The Authority is a passion project of mine. It's based on the marvelous Wildstorm characters. We are now bringing into the DCU and will interact with all of our primary DCU characters. The Authority are a group of superheroes who think the world is broken and they want to fix it by any means necessary. I think it's a very different look at superheroes. We're doing a tele... Uh, so this is interesting. The Authority. Uh, this is. I actually knew of The Authority before this announcement. Uh, I read Grant Morrison's run on The Authority. I thought it was an amazing comic book series. Uh, and I mean, this is interesting because they're doing this very early on. Um, so those of you who don't know, as James Gunn just said, Authority are a bunch of superheroes who will save the world by any means necessary. Uh, that means doing good things and sometimes even morally questionable things. Uh, but uh, Alice, I wanted. I wanted. Think, to, uh, think uh, of The Authority like. Basically, the boys, the Illuminati, the boys, the Illuminati, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Here's so what, what I think. think about this? I think this one is honestly the most interesting project, not just because mm-hmm, of its existence, but also the fact that of its place. To me, this is a project that screens Elseworlds. This sounds like a great kickoff to an Elseworlds style project, but the fact that this one is going to be a part of the main universe, I think, is interesting. Also, again. The fact that this is another Morrison-inspired work, there's going to be another one popping up soon, I think is take pause to note. Although I will say that he specifically mentions the Morrison team was made up of an equal mix of Wildstorm and DC characters. They also mix some of the characters from a team called the Elite, which is kind of similar, and like a couple other two main characters. Um, this, he specifically mentions the Wildstorm version, so I can see them potentially focusing on that. But for what it's worth, the Morrison run was specifically tied into an older Superman interacting with the Authority, basically, on it, on their mission to help the Earth. Um, so, you know, I feel like there are a lot of interesting implications for what this could mean. Another thing I think is also interesting is that for people who might not know, the Authority in comics got were notable for being one of the very first um, uh, queer major queer relationships mm-hmm. midnighter, and midnighter and apollo yeah mm-hmm. midnighter and apollo even then also in general midnighter is a character who recently in comics has had pretty strong ties to the bat family and jason mm-hmm. so even then you know there's a lot of i think opportunities with not only the potential for crossovers but also just the potential to get some you know representation that we haven't been able to actually see on the screen you know they for can't sure. really get away with a Keijo russo <laughs> or a, a quick <laughs> peck on the cheek with this one so i'd be interested to see what they've got uh you know my only thing is personally i would say i would hope if this is his passion project i love you james but i would hope i'd like to see someone else take this on a little bit um maybe not that i think he's bad but i would 
curious if his style of humor would work. If he's indicating yeah. that he's working on it. I don't know. He doesn't quite mm-hmm. say that. Other than that, the authority. Solid pick, solid pick for sure. Yeah, I don't think he'll be working on this writing or directing because um, he's okay. ma- he basically outright mentioned every project he's working on in this. Or maybe this is way down the line. Uh, he hasn't even decided yet. We don't know. But uh, hmm. but yeah, I, uh, it'll be cool to see someone else take the helm for this one. Uh, but let's continue. Television series called Paradise Lost. Paradise Lost is a story of Paradise Island, usually known as the Mascara, which is the birthplace of Wonder Woman. It's almost like Game of Thrones with Westeros, but with all of the inhabitants of Paradise Island. The introduction of the DCU's Batman is the... Bro- so, so let's talk about this. Um, we're not getting a Wonder Woman project, but we are getting, uh, you know, like a prequel series like Gotham, like Krypton, uh, about uh, Themyscira or Paradise Island. Um, I don't know how I feel about this one. Uh, maybe I would have preferred an outright Wonder Woman project uh, or a Wonder Woman movie. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm curious to see what you think. This one actually is another one where it's kind of, this one was kind of buried news, but actually they had announced a while ago that Patty Jenkins was going to do an Amazon based series. I'm assuming this is just the leftovers of that retooled for this universe. I think Mm -hmm. personally, this is a good opportunity to, for world building. I feel Mm -hmm. like, um, you know, set up the Greek gods, set up. There's just a recent series, Wonder Woman Historia, that focused largely on the Amazons. That's been getting really rave reviews for both its art and its new take on the Amazons. I personally would be a fan if they adapted, you know, something from that. Um, but I do think that this is a good opportunity. I personally, my hypothesis, you know, as we'll see from other stuff, is that Wonder Woman probably already exists within this universe. And will probably, right. I think they're just waiting. I think my hypothesis is it's not... They probably do want to do a Wonder Woman movie, obviously, in this mm-hmm. universe. But I think this is just the choice so they can still have that content fresh. They give us a little cool down since, you know, some people still weren't as happy with, uh, you know, 1984. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a little bit of Wonder Woman saturation. We're still, for lack of a better term, the only version, or like a better term, for, um, you know, at, the, at this point, the only versions we have of Wonder Woman are either the 1970s one with linda carter or the snyder version you know doing this could give us a chance to establish the new identity of the amazon Mm -hmm. yeah uh, i think yeah james gunn also said that he isn't announcing the entirety of chapter one so there's still a bunch of projects that won't be announced that haven't been announced yet so uh definitely could be later down the line but let's continue Brave and the Bold. The Brave and the Bold is the story of Batman and his actual son, Damian Wayne. This is based on Grant Morrison's great comic book run. Damian Wayne is my favorite Robin. He's a little assassin who Batman tries to get in line. And so this is the story of the two of them and the beginning of... All right. So uh, I guess I get a point. A little bit more. Okay, let's see. Yeah. Sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Next. There. All right, so uh, uh, I guess I, my prediction was correct about a Batman and Robin project. Um, uh, I didn't expect Damian Wayne, though, so they're jumping right ahead. I think the interesting thing here is um, 
the DCU will be focusing Batman on more of his later years with uh, with a uh, Damian Wayne Robin, while uh, the Elseworld DC with uh, Robert Pattinson and Matt Reeves will be focusing on Batman in his earlier years. Uh, so I think that's an interesting par- parallel uh, and an interesting way to differentiate those two versions of the character. Uh, but yeah, Damien Wayne, interesting. I'm pretty sure they'll be adop- heavily adapting uh, Grant Morrison's run. Uh, like, I think this was where the League of Assassins were played a major part. And that's not actually Batman in that picture. Let me just rewind a bit. That's actually Dick Grayson. So uh, I'm curious because he, he didn't outright mention Bruce Wayne. So uh, it could very well be Dick Grayson Batman. Uh, what do you think? See, I feel like it's interesting. For one thing, this one I feel like is a project that for me I'm excited about, but I have a lot of questions. First of all, the idea and prospect that we're already getting a fully formed Bat family I think is great. Um, you know, for Batman is a character that has existed almost 100 years. I didn't realize it, but it actually, I didn't think about it till recently, but I, um, none of the Batman cartoons, the major Batman cartoons actually feature an origin until like later all of them just have batman even if it's a young batman who's doing i think the the closest one we got was like uh the batman where he didn't have his robes gallery yet but he was still just batman it had been operating as batman for over a year at that point so we don't need an origin and honestly we don't really need an origin for most of the bat family either oh yeah Uh, i think you know the the pretty much tim is the only one that people don't actively know the origin of and that's just because Mm -hmm. half the people think it's jason's origin but at the same time, you know, this story, I feel like, is going to be an interesting one to adapt just because of the place it took. This was a position at this point where DC was deep in the throes of a fully connected universe. The reason that Dick Grayson was Batman was because Bat- was because Batman had just been, Bruce had just been killed by Darkseid, and then they had Blackest Night, and then they got ready to reboot the whole universe. So if they did a Dick Grayson Batman, you know, the question would be, where Bruce? If they don't do it, then frankly, that does take away a little bit of the uniqueness of the story that Morrison was going for. But I think it also leaves a lot of opportunities. You know, I'm going to say it. I I think that the League of Assassins overall was done pretty dirty in um, the Dark Knight trilogy. You know, overall, I think they were probably just it wasn't an element that quite worked as well. So I think mm-hmm. the idea of potentially getting a comic accurate Talia, a comic accurate race, the League of oh, Assassins, yeah. you know, other characters like potentially maybe the they can maybe they others. can potentially That's make great. a under the Red Hood movie, you know, with the League of Assassins, you know, that might not be out of the question. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of opportunities, and you know, the idea that we can also extend this off into other Bat family stuff, you know, I think that this gives us an opportunity. My only thinking, really, is. What is this going to mean, though, for Superman? What is going to mean between the relationship between Batman and Superman? Okay, I'm back. Fire drill. Uh, worst timing possible, but uh, but okay, let's continue. Uh, but yeah, that was uh, Batman, uh, Batman, the Brave and the Bold, with Damian Wayne as Robin. Uh, so interesting. Um, and yeah, let's move on to the next part of the two of them and the beginning of sort of the Bat family in the DCU. Next up is a TV series called Booster Gold. Booster Gold is one of comics' really popular cult heroes. He is a fascinating guy. He's a loser from the future who uses future technology to come back to present day and become a superhero so that people will love him. It is basically the superhero story of imposter syndrome on an HBO Max series. One of my favorite comic book series from last year was Time. 
Okay, so Booster Gold. Um, interesting. I think we all sort of expected a Booster Gold announcement. It just seems like such a James Gunn character. I was half expecting a Booster Gold or a Plastic Man to be announced. And uh, here we have it. Uh, so uh, what do you think? I mean, this one I feel like is the one that gives me hope or at least some amount of inkling that some of these DC projects might go. There have been rumors of some Booster Gold Easter eggs or maybe even a post credit scene in Blue Beetle. And also, mm -hmm. even then, Booster Gold in general in the comics you don't find far away from his buddy Ted Core. Even then, you right. know, James Gunn, I, I would imagine the attraction of Booster Gold, even in a potential season two, just having Blue and Gold as that iconic, you know, team in the DCE, it was great. So I feel like this gives me, you know, hope for that. Now, Booster Gold, I think, as a character is honestly a really good one. Another one for world building. Um, you know, another good one for world building because, you know, Michael as a character, not only does he come from a future that's explicitly superhero, the whole reason he actually gets his powers in the comics is because he's a janitor at the Legion of Superheroes um, headquarters. Mm -hmm. But also when he travels back to the past, he gets the chance to interact with a lot of... Um, a lot of DC characters, you know, Batman, Superman, the Justice League. So I feel like this could even be our chance, you know, to get some of those cameos and get those characters. Even then, knowing Gunn, he's, you know, trademarked into series for integrating, you know, different characters you wouldn't expect to see pop up in something. Right. So I, can, I feel like this one, you know, this one feels like the most, yes, this is exactly what I expected, but in a good way. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah for sure. Uh, let's Tom King's run on Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow. And so we're gonna turn that into a big science fiction epic film. Now, Superman is a guy who was sent to Earth and raised by loving parents, whereas Supergirl in this story, she is a character who was raised on a chunk of Krypton. She watched everybody around her perish in some terrible way. So she's a much more jaded character. And that brings me to Swamp Thing, the last Okay, so Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Um, I've heard a lot of people praise this one by Tom King, saying it's one of the best Supergirl stories out there. Uh, and I, mean, I think the way James Gunn describes it is uh, interesting, like how Superman had almost everything growing up and uh, Supergirl had everything, but it all it was all taken away from her in a matter of seconds. And uh, yeah, I think it's an interesting concept. Um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see if Sasha Kaye is still playing Supergirl after that Flash movie. But, uh, but yeah, I think we got to wait and see. I mean, first off, I think it'd be kind of dirty if they didn't. That one would hurt. <laughs> but um, no, I, I, feel, I feel I don't think they should, though. I, I feel they, they should just discontinue, just detach themselves as much as they can from the DCEU and, uh, you know, get a blank slate. At this point, we've long accepted the fact that an actor can play whoever they did. I feel like personally, people will get over it, but they just cast her, made a whole big deal about it. Their indication was they were planning a Supergirl movie as a part of this other thing. So, I mean, detachment aside, but I think that people would be able to accept that. All indication is she has a strong debut in this one. It'd be nice to see her the other. The only, I, the only um, really, uh, to me, hindrance is the fact that she has a very Snyder-inspired costume for the first one. But they can easily change it because, you know, get a new costume. I think, you know, this is a good, this almost is funny. This direction they're going, I feel like the direction for Supergirl and Green Lantern almost are swapped beyond what people would typically expect. You know, Green Lantern, Supergirl on the outset usually kind of has that, you know, people would expect the bubbly teen coming to Earth and learning how to fit in. And, you know, Green Lantern would be the more cosmic one. Uh, but right. this one, 
I feel like I got a chance to, I didn't read the whole thing, um, but I did really enjoy uh, Tom King's writing and the direction he took with Supergirl. Um, I, you know, doing her, you know, acknowledging, I think, the fact that even though a lot of people forget the fact that chronologically, at least, she's older than Clark, you know, so I feel like it takes opportunity, the fact of kind of her more alien perspective, and the fact that she has a whole life, you know, Clark, for whatever it's worth, he most, at the end of the day, he considers himself human, he fights for Earth, because he grew up on Earth, Supergirl, while she does fight for Earth because the right thing to do, is very distinctly Kryptonian and remembers her whole life being taken away from her. You know, so I think that this has good opportunities. I hope Sasha gets the role, but whoever it is, I'm rooting for them. Mm-hmm. I hope I, I'm I'm I hope Sasha doesn't get the role just because she's in the Flash movie, and uh, I think uh, DC should try as much as they can to distance themselves from that movie. Uh, but uh, but yeah, let's continue. And the last thing we're going to talk about, a very dark horror story in the origins of the monster who is Swamp Thing. And although it's totally outside of the rest of the DCU, it will still feed into the rest of the stories. Anyway, those are the stories that I can tell you about right now. I've loved the DC characters since I was a child. They're incredibly important to me. I knew that this was a once in a lifetime opportunity to do something very different. One of the things that's very important for me in all of these movies and TV series is that the director's vision and the vision of the writers and all of the creators is unique and something special. Storytelling is always king. That's all that matters to us. And I want to be true to those stories. I want to be true to you guys and really give you something different than you've ever seen before. Anyway, thank you, everybody. All right. Um, So, uh, yeah. That's that's the announcement video. Uh, so the last announcement was Swamp Thing. Um, I, I did not see that coming at all. I was more expecting a Zatanna project or Justice League Dark project. I think though this might set up those projects later down the line. But interesting, he describes it as a horror, um, a horror movie, uh, and I think it's you know just a sort of way to sort of do world building in this new DCU, uh, go to different parts of the universe uh, early on. Uh, and establish them and uh yeah there's rumors that Guillermo del Toro might be directing this because um he I think he tweeted something uh under a co- uh, man thing co- is it man thing or swamp thing I keep getting confused swamp thing this is swamp, <coughs> swamp thing, thing right? is yeah. uh this DC is Marvel thing. is man thing yeah okay so uh he tweeted uh, something under a swamp thing comic book post um and uh yeah uh, it'll be interesting to see him do it because uh, I think he has a very unique type of horror which I seem to enjoy but uh, what do you think I find it interesting that he said this is going to be totally distinct from the rest of the DCU when he previously just announced a project that stars um, the bride of Frankenstein and Frankenstein. So I think that's just a hint that they probably aren't going to get our horror fix from the Creature Commandos. But Mm -hmm. other than that, um, I mean, in my opinion, Swamp Thing is a great character to anchor the supernatural side of DC in. Um, I was a big fan of the series, really sad it got canceled, but I thought they did a really good job. It could have been something really cool. Um, even then, you know, I believe there were some rumblings when they were talking about trying to launch a DC, um, a a, a Justice League Dark franchise back in the post, the early post Snyder days. There have been talk about doing some type of HBO Max or, um, uh, theatrical movie. But, um, you know, ultimately, I'm of the mind that all of this, all of this, just in general, all of these sounds like projects that I don't want to get my 
hopes up too much for but the simple fact is they've announced like four different slates <laughs> and that have not come to fruition but i do think all of these have a lot of potential to be to to be something really cool you know each of them they're picking unique stories and even then for some of the more tr- unique characters for some of the more tried and true characters unique stories and takes on them so i feel like all of these these paint a very interesting picture another exciting thing i think is ultimately you cannot really tell where they are going with these for the most part you know you can draw some you know couple conclusions just based on okay we might see some you know more superman and the authority interacting maybe just because they have history or you know brave and the bold that seems like a title that could set up more team ups in the future but other than that they've basically given a whole they've given us a whole gamut of, of potential projects and potential corners to get invested in this new DCEU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, before we wrap up, wh- uh, what are your thoughts about this whole slate and uh, what, what what project are you most excited about? Um, Most excited about? I would say most excited from a, mm, I'm interested in this universe. I would say probably the authority, just because I honestly have no idea what that's going to be like. That can go in, I think, so many ways that'll be really interesting. But in terms of fan, I'm just glad we might finally get a good Green Lantern. <laughs> I would just like a good Green Lantern project. That would that would be nice. That would be mm-hmm. nice, James. Well, I I, yeah. I thank you for giving us that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I'm tied between two. It's either Batman Brave and the Bold because I've been dying for a decent live action Robin. Um, we got whatever the hell we got in Titans, and then uh, uh but yeah, I, I've been dying for a decent live action Robin, and Damian Main might be the perfect one to adapt. Uh, so as a Batman fan, I can't wait for that. And uh, the other one would be the Authority. Uh, I'm familiar with their comic books. I'm familiar with the characters. Uh, so yeah, I'll be interested interested to see their big live action big screen debut. I think they could they could potentially turn into a great movie. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, Sam who unfortunately couldn't make it today, had some thoughts he would like to share. So um, he he thinks that uh, <clears throat> he's interested. He's okay. Wait, let me just understand his wording here. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he thinks the Elseworld concept is awesome for fans, but for the general public, it's going to get hella confusing. Uh, different storylines in completely separate universes featuring the same characters played by different actors can get messy. So uh, especially right out, right off the gate, uh, when starting a universe, you know, we got the Superman movie and the Batman uh, part two coming out of the same year. So that could potentially get um, confusing. Um, so uh, does this mean that Battinson has his own Superman or some, a similar scenario in the future? We don't know. But uh, yeah, he thinks the Elseworlds t- banner can end up getting quite messy. Um he he also thinks the favoritism gun has displayed is ki- kind of disappointing like keeping his actors but not keeping other actors around it's understandable but i feel like uh it doesn't end it doesn't end the debate that's constantly going on and the snyder fans are never going to shut up about it so um that those are his thoughts but overall he's optimistic about it but he's cautiously optimistic but he thinks this is the best chance dc has uh dc has or then it's had in the last last couple of years uh so yeah i i would say i'm pretty much on the same fence over as him um you know i don't i'm really optimistic i'm really looking forward to what this is but i'm also cautious because it's dc this is like the fifth or sixth time they've announced a 10th uh 10 year plan 
And, uh, you know, uh, it was always like, oh, Zaslav's going to come and he's going to fix things. Joss Whedon's going to come and he's going to fix things. And now it's like James Gunn's here. He's going to fix things. Is he, though? We don't know. I hope he does because I really think he is passionate about this project. And, uh, yeah, I can see the optimism in his eyes when he's speaking. Um, but, uh, yeah, overall, uh, I'm excited and looking forward to what DC has announced. Uh, before we wrap up, Alice, where can we find you? You can find me at Jemmy underscore 421 on Instagram. And you can find me at Amon underscore M05 on Twitter. Thank you all for watching. Make sure to leave a like on the video to help us help boost us in the algorithm. Make sure to comment down below the project you're most excited about and what you think about uh, James Gunn's DCU projects. And uh, make sure to join our Discord where you can talk to us and the hosts of each of each and each of our different podcasts. And uh, yeah, thank you all for watching, and I'll see you again.